Yeah, I'm going to talk about our fundraiser. Guess what, guys? Autostraddle is doing our spring fundraiser. We know that these are incredibly tough times and many of you aren't able to pitch in, but if you can, please do. We appreciate it so much. We rely on reader support to keep the lights on. So if you want Autostraddle and this podcast, keep existing past May so we can keep paying queer people to write and edit and joke and keep providing community for everyone. We really need your help. You can go to autostraddle.biz, autostraddle.biz, and I'll also put a link in the Autostraddle post for this podcast to the fundraiser. Thank you for your consideration and help so much. We love you. Laughing, moving, fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we live. It's the way that we live. Hello, I'm Reese. And I'm Carly. And this is To Ellen and Back, social distancing edition again. <laughs> we are still in our respective homes, as you also should be. And uh, <laughs> here, here we are to continue talking about season four of a marvelous television program, <laughs> The L Word. To Ellen Back is an autostraddle podcast where we recap one episode of The L Word every week until it ends. Or we die. Or we die, whichever comes first. And these days, it's hard to know. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Today, we're talking about episode 402, entitled Livin' La Vida Loca. <laughs> <sighs> this episode was written by Alexander Kondrake. Kondrake. Oh, fuck. I hate mispronouncing people's names. It makes me want to die. Um, but she is a writer and producer on The L Word and is actually married to Angela Robinson. Who we oh, yeah. interesting. Um, this episode was directed by Marlene Goris, who, fun fact, was the first woman director to have her film win the Oscar for Best Foreign Film back in 1995. This is her Whoa. only L Word episode uh, that she directed. This episode originally aired January 14th, 2007. What a time. <laughs> we have a very special guest with us today. We sure do. All the way from Washington. Oh, the yeah. State. The state. State of Washington. Washington State. The state. Yeah. The state of Washington. Please welcome to this program, El Sanchez. Woo! Hello. Thank it's you like, so much for joining us. Well, first, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do with your life. And, <laughs> you know, I um, have been a stand up comedian for the past 11 years, although I'm not doing anything right now, obviously. Um, but don't worry, I'm not making streams of my stand-up and expecting people to pay for them. I'm not that person. Um, not that those some of those people are very funny. I'm not trying to say um, <laughs> that everyone's making mistakes. But um, so I mostly, uh, you know, I lived in Seattle for a very long time. I actually moved to Olympia just a few years ago. So I live here and I work actually for, um, I have a nine to five job working for a LGBTQ plus uh, youth organization. It's a nonprofit organization where we run support groups in high schools for LGBTQ youth. So yeah. And I worked at a camp for several years. I was, I haven't yeah. been at a camp in so long mm -hmm. and I'm so sad. And I know we need to recap the 
L word, but I kind of wish we could just recap our lives since I haven't seen you all so <laughs> I long. I know, right? Oh my I God. know. Yes. If you've been to A Camp when L was there, you probably remember them because just rave reviews. Very funny. Very funny stuff. Just the funniest brought. person. Just the funniest. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Always a real delight whenever you were in at fact, A Camp. In fact, I think, I believe you participated in the infamous L word. <laughs> Oh, the reading of the pilot script. Yes, I did. I did. And at the time, I also hadn't seen the L word. (laughs) And Mal and I did what I think I think we were Bet and Tina. I think so. Yeah, Hmm. I don't remember. I feel like I was Bet because I'm brown. But um, (laughs) which is kind of unfair because I I, because, well, I'm Latinx. And at the time I um, I thought that Jennifer Beals was Latinx, but she's actually half black. So sorry for misrepresenting you, Jennifer Beals, and thinking that I could represent you as a black woman when I'm a non-binary Latinx person. <laughs> but uh, yeah, me and Mal, I think we simulated some sort of cunnilingus on stage for that. I do remember yeah. some sort of raucous sex scene happening, and that I was do. a real treat. I, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, because I, we it were, was great. We were very wine drunk. Yeah. And <laughs> I also recall that we had a very long conversation before about whether or not we should kiss on the mouth because now, because <laughs> one, we were buds and that wasn't our vibe. And two, I think they had had mono like, well, several months before. I remember they told me like it was several months ago. And so we kind of decided to do a hand between our mouths. But because we were like really wine drunk, we ended up just actually kissing on the mouth, I believe. <laughs> Man. It is my understanding that you also still have not seen the L word. <laughs> true. It's true. And you know, what's sad is that I have seen the real L word. The Whoa. reality <laughs> That <show>. is sad. <laughs> but I never, I never watched the L word. I didn't even watch it after I did that pilot. I don't. I, like, oh, that, that pilot reading didn't inspire you to want to continue it? <laughs> you were like, what happens next for this z- zany cast of characters? Right. Well, I remember we had conversations, I think, when we went through the reading and stuff. We talked about, there were a lot of jokes about the opening um, montage, like the credits, and like jokes about how stupid it was. And I wanted to watch it because we didn't have Wi-Fi on the mountain. But... <laughs> I wanted to watch it. So I told myself I was going to watch it when I got home after that, just for that reason. And then I completely forgot. But I have watched that lesbian Falconer movie several times since camp. Yes. <laughs> Lost and Delirious. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what a shit show. God. That was <laughs> one of the funnest things I've ever done was movie interruption <laughs> to Lost and Delirious at a camp. Oh. oh, my God. So you have watched 401 and 402 to prepare for today. I did, yeah. And I watched the first 20 minutes of the first episode of season one. Do you think after this you're going to really go back and, and dig into it? <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, possibly. I've got the time, you know. It's fair. I mean, I didn't I didn't hate it. That's, That's something. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Should we get into it? Yeah. Let's Let's recap this episode. We open in a gay club where Alice has gone to find Poppy. Yep. And somehow this club is filled with fans of her show. That was the most unbelievable part of this scene was that so many people at the club were big fans of Alice's terrible KCRW show. 
<laughs> including gay men. Like gay men don't, they're not. No. I'd say historically never been the biggest fans of lesbian content, you know, but d- absolutely not Alice's terrible show, terrible radio show. Also, how do you recognize someone who is famous for being on the radio? Like <laughs> in, in 2007, <laughs> it's not like you were like, I don't know. It's just so funny that everyone recognized her and like knew that who, what she was up to. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like that the beginning started with, when I saw the title was Living La Vida Loca, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Why? What's about to happen? And then when I had I had to have the subtitles on because my kid was screaming. And so when it started and it said, like, Latin music, I was like, oh, no. And then when she walked in and she just was like, oh, don't touch me, Latinx people. Yeah. Yep. And it was a lot. And everyone saying, and her going, I'm looking for Pappy. Oh, like, Pappy. Anyway, I don't want to jump ahead to someone finally correcting that, but I can't think of any part of this opening that wasn't horrifying yeah, in some way right. or another. And also, like, how does she not know that puppy means daddy? You know that, right? You're going to find a lot of puppies here tonight. I The fact that someone had to tell her that is <laughs> so embarrassing. Like, not even, like, she doesn't even need to know anything about Spanish. Like, the root of that is a root that is also used in English, like Papa. Yeah. Yeah, and I, also, she lives in California. (laughs) In Los Angeles. In Los Angeles. Angeles. And Uh I believe Shane was engaged, and that's a whole other thing, to a Latinx person. How, 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 hmm. I can't believe for, I feel like there are white people in LA that know a lot more Spanish than me. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Alice is not one of them. Yeah, no, not Alice. <laughs> not Alice. <laughs> the um, one thing I did, I didn't notice it. I had to go back because I saw his name in the credits. Jeffrey Boyer Chapman, who's an actor who was on Unreal, who I love, is actually uh-huh. in this scene and is one of the people that is like, hey, I'm I'm Poppy and like I was like, wait, what? I saw it in the credits. And so I went back and rewatched the scene. And then he's like in there for like a hot second, which I thought was that was like a nice moment where I was like, ooh. And then I went back to hating everything that was happening. <laughs> yeah. It was terrible. Like and also on a serious note, it's just like it's so fucking exhausting that this is how the L word is positioning this, that all of these Latinx people are like falling over Alice yeah. and loving her radio show that like that's her introduction like that's the like this white girls radio show is somehow like <laughs> making her a hero in this community which is like just yeah no which is ridiculous because i'm pretty sure the only like white people that like latinx people worship is morrissey for some reason <laughs> <laughs> but that's really specific <laughs> it's so specific i know but since love people it. love morrissey i don't i don't get it but it's true um, you're not wrong i mean <laughs> yeah it's weird honestly <laughs> it's weird but I, I also, I was immediately kind of, oh, no, because, I mean, part of the reason I never was interested in watching The L Word when I was growing up was, uh, well, it was on cable and I didn't have cable. That's a huge reason. But also just because it read as really, like, not relatable to me because everybody was, I thought from photos and things I saw, everybody seemed really white. And even though Pam Greer is in it and Jennifer Beals is in it, but... um. And so, but this scene like perfectly kind of made me think of why, mm-hmm. what I would have expected from, from, from like shows, you know, like friends where 
they're in New York and everyone's white yeah. and they barely interact with black people or Latinx people, which are like the majority of the people that live in New York. Right. But they're like mm-hmm. not interacting. And this is the scene of them being in like Los Angeles and then her like interacting with Latinx people, but being like, oh my God. And like weirded out about it. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, this is what. I sort of, and then, or of course, and I actually said aloud to my child who's watching it. <laughs> I was like, I'm glad that this show did not disappoint as progressive as it is, um, you know, to portray, you know, Latinx men as predatory and Latinx women as <laughs> hypersexualized. <laughs> Thank yeah, God we got I to know. those stereotypes. Well, it's like, you only can take so many steps forward. <laughs> yeah, you know, you true. can't take a lot of steps forward. You have to take yeah, like, right. like a tippy toe a little bit uh-huh. and then jump backwards and do just incredibly <laughs> offensive things, which the show is really good at. So anyway, Alice doesn't find Poppy at this club for some reason. No, no, um, she does not. <laughs> but just, and then, and then we go to the opening song that there is a little bit of a change from last time yes, in that we see Phyllis. Yeah. They've superimposed Sybil Shepherd into like two shots and it's mm-hmm. very funny. <laughs> and also Poppy in the opening is turning around slightly more than she was last time. I've Ooh, actually wow. gone through and analyzed the entire evolution of every single theme song. Wow. For a post that I might write one day. So now I'm like really on top of it. I have a and question for Elle. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming this is probably one of the first times you've heard this theme song and seen these opening credits. How did you feel about them? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It felt like a commercial for, um, is very 2000s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. It felt like a commercial for some kind of hip, you know, 20 something unisex perfume. <laughs> You know, like that's what like people are on bikes and there's like there's a palm tree, but is it it's fake? And I don't know, like every, and the way it's shot of like um, I can't I'm not going to say the right term, but it's like a, like stop motion almost. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They look it, like cutouts sort of. Yeah. Like when yeah. they would do commercials at that time where they'd be like a cutout that's wrinkled up from a, you know, yes. magazine and would roll out into yes. a person in a cutout, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it reminded me of. For sure. I like totally, that the song, yeah. the song when, when it was like, fucking, what is it? <laughs> fucking dance, whatever. Fucking <laughs> yeah. dancing, loving or something. I was like, oh, does the L stand for live, laugh, love? I never it sure that. does. <laughs> okay. Sure does, yeah. Love is love. <laughs> love is love. God. All right. We start here at Shenny's. Shane is on the mm. phone trying to track down Gabe, her father. Uh, does, does Shane appear to be wearing the same shirt that she was wearing last episode. I mean, yes, but like, which is Has disturbing on multiple levels. Well, she's been Max? in the, she's been in the ocean. Ocean. Several yeah. times. She probably wants to keep the sea salt in her hair. Cause I mean, it is nice for your hair. hair. Like the texture. She's like, if I shower, I'll lose this look. <laughs> and then Max, our computer expert offers to do legendarily offers to do a computer search. <laughs> Oh, a computer right. search to a find. A computer search. I was so happy dad? to hear him say that. He says, you know, I could do a computer search if you want. I mean, there's this great new program for tracking down missing people. And I was like, <laughs> is it Facebook? Because this was 2007. <laughs> like, I was like, what is he it's talking about? Intellis, which is uh, not for tracking down missing people. It's just for looking people up and getting information about them. Well, look, he has to do a computer search and it's very important. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jenny says that Shane needs to get the kid off her hands, basically. Which she says because, in front of the kid. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, because she needs to get back and be be involved with her friends after leaving Carmen at the altar. Oh, so that's what happens there. Which it's is great. Just, just, uh, <laughs> just what is happening? Can I say, as a person who has never seen, like we said, the show, so you all might be really comfortable already with the hair salon skateboard situation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I was very much like, oh, they're at a skate park. Why is she sweeping? Like, <laughs> why are there salon chairs? And I'm like, this is what? This is a hair salon ramp uh-huh. skating uh-huh. thing? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it okay. is. Okay. It is a uh-huh. skate park slash hair salon slash wow. tattoo parlor slash wow. yeah uh slash clothing store, store. Mm-hmm. No. And, and it's called wax and anytime i talk about it i do a cool <laughs> guitar riff because yeah. of how cool it is yeah. i'm not even gonna do it i'm gonna wait till we get into one of the scenes because i really want you to be yeah you i want, I, I want to like set yeah i want to like give you something to be excited about okay yeah okay <laughs> but yes that that is where they were <laughs> Wow, that's such a there's such an opportunity for a pun name. I'm sad, uh-huh. but yeah, that's okay. I wrote down shed and shred, but <laughs> oh, I like that. that. Thank you, but we could workshop fine. that. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Then we go to California University, where Bet is walking with new cast member Sybil Shepard, who's playing Phyllis, the chancellor of California University, and she's wearing banana sunglasses. <laughs> Talking to Bet about brunch and fundraising and her husband, who's in engineering. And then she says, everyone wants to be Bet's TA. There's a lot of competition for that honor because she's the most glamorous dean they've had in years. And her provocations show was a flashpoint for a generation. Wow. So she's already a star at California University. Incredible. California University, same initials as me. So anytime there's a CU on the screen, I'm confused. So just know how like, confused I am me? with this whole storyline. Then we go to Shaolin, where Tina is meeting with a man that Carly referred to as the poor man, Stanley Tucci, 12 years ago. And that is how I still think wow, of him. Wow, I want to take that back. I don't want to drag Stanley Tucci into this. He's a national treasure. His name is Aaron. I would like to redact that. And Aaron is telling uh, Tina that they have to uh, start appealing to the 18 to 24 market. They are looking for someone who can deliver. The next Brett Ratner, Mark Lindbergh. If we could just take a moment <laughs> mm-hmm. here. Yeah, let's take a moment. Brett Ratner in uh, 2017, I think Ellen Page said that he outed her to the cast, a story that Anna Paquin confirmed. Sarah Shahi, who played Carmen, stated that he was sexually aggressive with her on the set of Rush Hour 3. And there were a bunch of other allegations against him from other people who worked with him. And now he doesn't have jobs anymore, I think. Anyway, so he's a really terrible person. Mm -hmm. So that hasn't aged well. No, it has not. Who's the second person? I don't think he exists. I tried looking him up. Oh, if you couldn't find him, then they must have made him up. That's why would you have one real person and one (laughs) made up person, though? Yeah, the same they should just dub over the Brett Ratner thing. It's embarrassing now. Yeah. But like actually make sure it's someone who's like, okay. Yeah. Like, don't be like Brian Singer. <laughs> Not going to work. <laughs> so um, she basically says that the movie that she wants to do is like Twisted Forest. And he's like, no one can get Twisted Forest. I, 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 whatever Twisted Forest is. Whatever it is, <laughs> Tina's got the inside track on it. She's already optioned it. She's in charge. She's doing a great job. She's going to get the Twisted Forest. Once the person who they're trying to get is done, has wrapped with their current project. Gangsta MD. Wow. 
Wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Um, then he asks her, like, what's up with Helena? Um, which is amazing. And this made me think of a scene in The Office. Sorry to always be talking about The Office on this L Word podcast, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> when Karen goes to interview with David Wallace for the cor- job at corporate, and he's like, what's the deal with Michael Scott? And all she can say is, he's a very nice man. That's basically what happens here. He's like, what's Helena's deal? And she's like, she's nice. She's kind. She's generous. And he's like, that's not what I meant. (laughs) What do you think Twisted Forest is like an allegory for? Uh, What do we think? What do we think? I think it's like what lies beneath what you can't see about someone because the fort it's twisted and they're in a tree. Oh, okay. yeah. Wow. yeah, 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 yeah. It's like the forest, but it's twisted. <laughs> God, that's so two thousands too, isn't it? It's I like feel, a spooky I, forest, right? I imagine uh, the trees like those twisty straws, sort of. Yeah, bending towards each other. You know what I mean? Then they we go to the planet where Tina fires Helena. Yeah, um, guess so. Bye, and calls her out for making a derogatory remark about zombies on a train. Which is which one of Aaron's films, Zombies <laughs> on a Train. Yeah. Is this like a Snakes on a Plane snakes universe? On a plane. Yeah. <laughs> um, <sighs> Helena cannot fathom why she has been fired. She literally says, why did he fire me? And like, Helena, you were horrible at your job and you were sued for <laughs> sexual harassment at it. Ooh. Yeah. All you did was agree is to that- finance a bad documentary. Over finance a documentary. allegedly straight person who was really butch. <laughs> and then get slap of the sexual harassment lawsuit. Yeah. She was bad. She was terrible at that job. Helena is the British lady that lost her money, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. Is this, does anyone know if this actor is actually British? She is. She is? Oh, wow. Her <laughs> British accent I read as, as really fake. <laughs> Well, the first time I heard it, I was like, that's like how I do a British accent. But now I feel bad because that person's actually British. I I also think it's very funny that when Helen is trying to understand why she was fired, instead of telling her the truth, Tina's like, he's threatened by you, which is like, yeah, which is like a very stupid thing to say, but is also a very like trying to be a supportive friend moment, which I thought was a weirdly relatable Tina moment. It was like, I feel like I've said that to people before. Yeah, they're just jealous. Yeah, they're just jealous. Yeah. So then we go back to school. Bet is in class and she is surrounded by all the different people that want to be her TA. And she's like, if you have a social life, if you like to spend quality time with your girlfriend or boyfriend, visit your mother on the weekends, go to the gym several times a week to keep your body fit and healthy. I respect that. I even envy it. But you shouldn't be here because if you're going to TA for me, you shouldn't expect to have a life. You're only here because you are intensely driven and you are as determined as I am to make CU the destination art school ahead of RISD and Yale. And the only reason you can even contemplate taking on this added responsibility in addition to your already insane course load and the hours you spend in your graduate studio making art is that you are young enough and foolish enough to think that you can get by on three hours of sleep a night. Everything she says is terrible. Like, like if you enjoy being <laughs> yeah. healthy and fit or getting more than three hours of sleep a night, this isn't for you. It's like, what? That's sadistic. You can't do that to people. 
That's wild. It's a, it's, she's a, why would you want to see this only slept for three hours? <laughs> also, it's not like she's like like an ER doctor. Like, yeah. <laughs> this isn't like this isn't like Seattle Grace. This is like <laughs> this is like art school. But isn't it Seattle Grace? Because guess who's in the room? It's Jessica uh, Capshaw, best known for uh-huh. her role in Grey's Anatomy. We'll get to her in yep. a minute. Arizona is stoked. Doctor Arizona Robbins. Doctor Arizona Robbins writes dean porter is hot <laughs> oh. <laughs> i appreciated it was in really large text <laughs> and also had hearts in case the person she was sharing with wasn't sure like what she meant like temperature wise or like you know are, like aroused by her that was yeah. <laughs> it was like an adult passing notes which just Reminds me how less cool we become every day as we get older. God, <laughs> being being in my house all the time has really shown me how uncool I progressively get, like exponentially more so than than in normal times. <laughs> Beth's aspiration is to have CU come out ahead of Yale and RISD as the number one art school, which again is. A little bit wild. I guess it's good to have goals. It is good to have goals. Yeah. Like it looks like Arizona's goal is bet. (laughs) Porter. ASAP. You know, (laughs) ASAP. Then we cut to a shot of rchart.com still deceptively plugging away where Alice gets a message from Poppy directly on their. Also, it's like they use a space font sort of like they're using like space fonts. It's so weird. Poppy will meet Alice at Jorge's shoe shine and billiard parlor, which exists. Oh, that's a real place. It's either a real place or some L word super fan put it into Google maps and into other map apps as well. Oh, honestly, I would believe either situation is true. I um, I would too. I mean, there's like tons of like, there's like quince dress smoke shops in Washington state. So I feel like, like, they're literally called quinceanera tobacco. So <laughs> I feel like that's a but perfect it's... combo. Huh. Well, that's cool. That is cool. <laughs> like most of the scenes that begin with the discussion of our chart, everything that happens afterwards is super weird and awkward. Um, the, when, when Alice and Tina go, ooh, scary, that was weird. I didn't know, understand what's going on there. And wait, there's this really dumb thing that happens where Tina's like, Alice, what are you talking about? And Alice is like, where have you been? Like, how do you not know what our chart is and about <laughs> Poppy for my radio show? And which is our modern equivalent of that is like people that are extremely online and they're like, mm-hmm. oh my God, this like crazy Twitter thing is happening and everyone else has no idea what you're talking about. It felt, yeah. it felt like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you realize that your little Twitter thing doesn't really matter. No, because Twitter is not a real place. Yeah. Alice accuses Tina of not knowing what's happening because she's in her white heterosexual universe or whatever. But um, like Alice used to be bi. And right, I really she just says she came to her senses. This oh. is upsetting. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> so I guess Alice is no longer bi. I what? guess. What is this? Like we find out that Tina had two abortions in her early twenties. We find out that Tina and Bet I have worked out their custody arrangement to be 50-50. And then, oh my God, who's at the planet? It's Shane and Mini Shane. Shay. Shane and Shay, which is just Shane and Shay. The most complicated naming. Actually, uncomplicated, but very annoying to say out loud. Yeah. 
Alice like loves these moments when someone who's been gossiped about has done something bad, like enters the room. It's like you can see her little, she's like, yes, something exciting socially is about to happen. I need to talk about Alice's eyeshadow. Okay, please do. It matches her shirt. (laughs) Her shirt is like a light blue. Her eyeshadow is a very light blue. It's, I mean, it's very of the era, I suppose, but it's very upsetting. Yeah, I didn't. And I just like wanted to, I just wanted to get that off my chest. It's honestly all I could see in this Mm -hmm. scene. I started, I started just only looking at that and I got very lost. Yeah, this scene was a miss. Today's episode is brought to you by EveryPlate. EveryPlate is America's best value meal kit. Get meals you'll enjoy and your bank account will love delivered right to your door. How does a bank account have an opinion about a meal? This My bank account is very vocal. <laughs> and they send me a lot of alerts. <laughs> a lot of alerts. And it's like, <laughs> feed me. Yeah, but I'm hungry. Money, not food. We're all familiar with the same scenario. You come home from working a long day. You're tired. Or you work from home and you've been at home all day and you're tired. You don't feel like cooking. You can't justify the cost of spending the extra money on ordering out. What do you do? Every plate. Every plate's easy to follow recipes and pre-portioned ingredients take the stress out of dinner time. Recipes come together in about 30 minutes, which is definitely faster than a trip to the grocery store and starting a meal from scratch. And it's cheaper too. I personally found these recipes to be really easy to follow. Yeah. I have made two of the meals this week and I found both of them very tasty and genuinely easy to follow. I don't cook and was able to make these meals. Yeah. I made the pasta with the chicken, which was super good. And then the meatballs is the other one I made. Mm, yeah. Um, and that was really great. And I still had some left over for later, which was also exciting. Have we mentioned that every plate is America's best value meal kit? Have we? I talk about it all the time. (laughs) You can think of it like this. One meal is the same price as one cup of coffee. Yeah, that's what I said. (laughs) Even at regular price, every plate is up to 58% cheaper than other major meal kits out there. Some other meal kits can be as expensive as getting takeout or ordering food, but this one is definitely cheaper. And it also feels like it's cheaper than cooking from home. So that's a miracle. Yeah, you also don't run into the conundrum of food waste if you Mm -hmm. are a single person and you're just making meals for one or even if you're making meals for two a lot of the times the ingredients you have to buy are there's so much shit left over and maybe you're busy or you're not great at coming up with creative cooking ideas i know nothing about cooking Mm -hmm. you're just gonna end up probably wasting a bunch of that food which is terrible that's food waste is a huge problem it's a huge problem in this country we have a very special offer for to ellen back listeners you're gonna get three weeks of every plate meals for just $2.99 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering the code 2L and back three. That's 40% off each of your first three boxes and up to a $72 value. That's huge. That is. Once again, that is three weeks of every plate meals for only $2.99 a meal. Just go to everyplate.com and use the code 2L and back three. I mean, $2.99 for a meal, that is a really, really inexpensive meal. Yeah. And every plate is constantly expanding their shipment zone. So be sure to check and make sure your zip code is included where they ship at checkout. That's everyplate.com. Enter code to ellenback 3 T-O-L-A-N-D-B-A-C-K. And then the number three. Every, every plate. <laughs> every single plate. plate. We got every plate together that we could find. We took all the plates out of every cabinet. <laughs> I brought all the plates over from my house. Whoa. We cut back to see you. Um, James is back. 
our favorite man on the L word, James, is there um, facilitating this I'm glad brutal that, that Bet brought interview him process. <laughs> yeah, me too. I would hate for him to have to work for Franklin, you know? And we Ugh, find out that um, Arizona's name is Nadia Carella, and she's Greek, and she's wearing teeny tiny shorts for her interview. She says her last name is Greek, and Bet says, Right, I love Greece. And I don't yeah. know why, but I laughed for an hour. <laughs> I, did, I, <laughs> I like when she said, oh, oh, is Italian or something? And she's like, um, yeah, or whatever. I don't know. And then she goes, actually, it's Greek. <laughs> I'm like, you just wanted yeah. so I bad to have like, that. Yeah, and Bet had been like, I love the Olive Garden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, endless breadsticks. <laughs> I love that they salad dressing. <laughs> right, they treat you like family yeah. there. Have you been? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just love your dressing. Yeah. So back to the planet. And Kit, yeah. like, takes Shay off to give him food. And what, this begins, like, uh, like people feeding Shay food to get him yeah. out of a scene. Oh. Yeah. Which is, like, a, a real thing. So in this scene, he's got fries and, I think, mozzarella sticks. Which, first of all, watching this, I was like, uh, I want fries and mozzarella sticks. Yeah. Me but, too. Uh, so just, but just, like, keep a running tally. Because we're going to come back to this yeah. in a minute. We sure are. Um, and, and Shane is, Shane is like, pouting with Alice. And is like worried that Helena hates her. Yeah, because Helena got hurt the most by all of that besides Carmen. Which is true. Helena lost her entire yeah, besides financial Carmen. future because of that wedding. So but that would have happened whether Shane left or not, I think. Probably. Then we go to Nadia's interview with Bet. And it's so weird. Oh boy. <laughs> she asked Are you an athlete? No. Why? Because you have, uh, because you have very beautiful arms. <laughs> God, that is, oh, that's such a horrible, horrible line. <laughs> oh, so bad. Especially after Beth just told everyone they're not allowed to work out if they want to work with her. So yeah, seriously. <laughs> then she says, then she says, my ex-girlfriend was a professional boxer and your arms sort of remind me of, of hers. Oh, yeah. Wow. What she really wants to say there is, I'm a lesbian. Yeah. Yes. I'm a lesbian who is attracted to you. Look at me. <laughs> That's what she's saying. That's yeah. such a, it's such a, ugh, it's such a reach when she does that. But then it also is like, let's say the motivation is not that she's trying to let her know that she's queer. But you wouldn't even normally, just normally saying something like that sounds like something like a murderer would say to you. <laughs> Like, that is 100% something a serial killer would say to you in a bar. <laughs> like, this is serial killer language for sure. Yeah. Like, I, I swear, when I worked at a video store and a guy used to come in and tell me all the time how much he loved my arms. And I'd always be like, if when, it, you know, if this guy murders me and there's something happens with these appendages, like, we know what's up. Like, it's this, it's this guy. It's this guy. Because he would talk yeah. about it. And it was so horrifying every time he would bring it up oh. and that's the first thing i thought of is when she was like you have beautiful arms i could hear that gross guy calling the video store and being like i just love your arms <laughs> he always made me like show him the horror movie section but he knew where it was that's the only place he picked out videos bet is trying to remember a certain artist and nadia remembers it so uh she is tentatively hired yes 
she's like starts talking about how she has the job and then she's like oh i'm sorry i'm being presumptuous and bet's like you are presumptuous (laughs) but you'll come in tomorrow morning and do work and i was like oh god (laughs) it is cute that this is jessica capshaw yeah this is before Grey's Anatomy. Little did she know. I really did she not was... like Bette's sleeves in this scene. <laughs> I just thought it was like too much. It was very, it was a lot. Um, but then it's really actually adorable when she leaves the room and Bette kind of like looks at her arms. And like, I was <laughs> like that. Okay, that's well done, Jennifer Beals. That's very funny. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> I couldn't even, like some of the Max scenes I couldn't even watch. I was so, I was so like, I know. So we go to Max's boss boss's house, which looks like a really fancy like JCC. <laughs> and then he Max is driving a gigantic truck, I guess that he bought because now he's rich with his computer job at Intech mode. Say say it. Intech mode. Yes. <laughs> um, and then they go into the back for his boss to show him his remote control boat in the pool, which is what. but also kind of i mean i wouldn't mind a remote control boat i wouldn't mind the pool pool. i don't really care about the remote control boat i'll take the (laughs) pool though they say some tech stuff that doesn't i who knows if it's real but then the real main attraction at this little event is brooke who is home from mount holyoke oh dirty dancing reference as well (laughs) i know that's a real school but but it's also a dirty dancing reference yeah um, and she gets a big bouquet. They're both dressed for two completely different events, which I love. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> She's dressed to go to the mall. He uh-huh. is dressed for yeah. like a nice dinner. Yeah. And I, I thought that was great. Who, Whom amongst us? <laughs> <laughs> then we go back to the planet and I wrote in my notes, how long has everyone been here? Like how much time has passed since the last scene at the planet? Like the whole <laughs> cast is here now, basically. And yeah. They're all talking about how Helena doesn't have a job and how like, hey, Shane, maybe you should enroll Shay in school. Like that's a thing that children (laughs) go to every day. Um, And then he's like, hey, um, I finished my basically it's implied that he's now also eaten in addition to mozzarella sticks and French fries, cake and a milkshake. And he's definitely about to go puke. Yeah. But that also sounds like a really great meal that I would eat. Yeah, for sure. I don't understand the puking, but uh, maybe it was setting the stage for the puking that happened in Generation Q. Remember when Alice is the kid? Oh, wow. For a second, I was like, I literally do not remember Mm -hmm. that at all. But as we can see in this scene, Shane is aware that the place to take someone to throw up is the bathroom. Whereas in that scene, for some reason, Shane's best idea was a crock pot, which I find alarming. The opposite. Um, There's also a little bit of like kid ass. Shane, if she's considered foster care, and Shane is like, no, because as we know, Shane grew up in foster care and did not care for it. It was bad. Someone says they wish Carmen was here to help. Jenny says that. Yeah. And again, I appreciate the representation of Latinx women as caretakers and nannies. Um, I feel like that's not represented enough in media. (laughs) Um. (laughs) So Brooke and Max are on a date. It does look like a very fancy restaurant. Yeah, this is, oh my God, you're a feminist date. Yeah. The bar is very low, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, Brooke has just come from Mount Holyoke, which is a lesbian school. Yeah. With no men at it. Right. They talk about, like, it sounds like a friend, her friend was, like, assaulted, and no one believed her, and Max is like, that's bad. And she's like, you're the most sensitive guy I've ever known in my whole life. 
Yeah, I think when that scene started, I I was waiting the countdown for her to say that, for her to be like, oh my god. You're <laughs> yep. like, like the fact that you're against rape is so progressive. God, it's so refreshing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and it's sad because I'm, I'm not even making fun of her because that is like the bar for, I, I think, a lot of straight women. And that's so sad. Yeah. I no, so I was just like really them. sad for Brooke in this scene but also (laughs) brooke is like the most boring character i've ever seen on a television show so like there was only so much emotion i could put towards that you know what i mean yeah it was like go back to the mall brooke you know (laughs) so she does she doesn't get any more interesting i wondered because i was very (laughs) i was very bored with her and all her dialogue even when they tried to spice it up later and i don't want to jump but it's very boring (laughs) she's very straight boring Um, don't worry. All she gets is more transphobic as the season progresses. Why that's so predictable. Uh I I mean, I was not shocked to see transphobia in this show. um, But (laughs) I mean, yeah. Oh, show. (laughs) And then finally, we get to meet Poppy because Alice has gone to the place to meet up with Poppy I did notice in the scene that Alice's boobs looked really great. Um, uh, Poppy doesn't show up at first and Alice is like, you know, walks out in the rain and then Poppy pulls up in a limousine. Like the limousine pulls up, the white limousine pulls up. (laughs) And then Alice is going to limousine and guys outside of the club are like harassing her. But I thought it was a gay club. And also... Ugh. I didn't think yeah. this club was a gay club. I just thought oh, the one no? that the first scene was a, was like a gay club. I thought this was just like a bar. Okay. Oh yeah, it might have been. I I know that I was like when I saw that there were dudes outside, I was like, please don't have, please don't. And then of course one of them of was like, hey, mamacita, and I was like, come on, come on, <laughs> come on. Um, it's like maybe we'll get through the scene without that and then the show's like ha 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 gotcha yeah. yeah don't worry this white limousine is here to rescue you um, from all these scary Mexicans um, <laughs> Alice goes into the limousine and there's Poppy who says that we ain't got no plan baby it's you who wanted to see me um, so Poppy is played by Giovanna Gavankar and this actress is Indian and Dutch and this character is not. <clears throat> oh, is this char- is this character supposed this character is supposed to be Latinx, right? Correct. I mean, Correct. I assume oh the last name's Torres. So twice now the L word has tried to bring in Latinx characters and has cast actresses who are not Latinx to play them. Correct. Mm-hmm. Twice. This is the second time. Yeah, because I can't imagine you couldn't find uh, attractive actors in Los yeah. Angeles that were Latinx yeah. of any yeah, kind. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it would be hard. Mm-mm. No, that's also, weird. Also, having either of these actresses who are great actresses playing a Persian character, playing an Iranian character, what like playing an Indian character, why would that be bad? Like, why can't, right. you know, it's like they, they could barely right. get, they were like tripping over themselves to include like, one person of color aside from the core cast and then it's like why did you have to turn them into something they're not it's just very confusing okay so then we're going to jenny is being interviewed 
for Curve Magazine. Um, <laughs> in, in person, Stacey she had to Merkin. do an in-person sit-down for Curve Magazine. Absolutely. Um, Played by Stacey the Merkin. wonderful Heather Matarazzo. Yes. Yeah. She is a queer actress. Um, her first film was Welcome to the Dollhouse, which is one of my favorite movies. It's also very disturbing. Um, and, it's a classic. Uh, yeah, she's she's a cool person. We love her. And this is and she's in the show playing Stacey Merkin. And then they have this super weird conversation where Jenny's like, I didn't want to do any gay press. I don't want to do any gay press after this. And she's like, yeah, because you don't want to be ghettoized as a lesbian author. And she's like, I just want to be Jenny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just want to be Jenny. I'm like, there's so many Jennies. There's way more Jennies than there are lesbian authors. Um, Stacy describes herself. She says they they talk about like labels, and Stacy says that she has been described as a pussy chasing, <gasps> cunt enthusiast, half bougie. Wait, 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 wait. What's bougie? Bougie, bougie, bougie. It is half Jewish, but practicing Buddhist. I'm Jewish. And Stacy, who's read her entire book, is like, oh my god, I didn't know. And then they're both Jewish. And then we find out that Stacy's partner is the survivor. And that is why this memoir resonated for her. And she writes for Curve because they let her write about the books that she wants to write. Great. <laughs> Back to Poppy and Alice. Hey, Poppy! Says everybody in the restaurant. Everybody knows her. Everyone knows her in the <laughs> restaurant. Everyone loves her. Then, uh, so they sit down. They're going to have a dinner date. And finally, um... Alice learns that she's been pronouncing Poppy wrong. <laughs> Fucking finally. Oh, yeah. So they sit down and Poppy is very honored that Alice was trying to find her. And Alice interviews her. She takes out her little recorder and she wants to understand what Poppy's secret is, how she's sleeping with so many women all the time. That is wild to me. That whole like, like, why are so many people flocking to you? I'm like, are you? That's a, are you not like, are you not a, a there for this one-on-one -on -one interview in which you're sitting across from this extremely physically attractive person and you're asking that question? Like, did you not meet Poppy? Like, are you not looking at Poppy? Like, I don't understand. Like, are you just wanting to know if Poppy knows how hot Poppy is? Because obviously Poppy does. Yeah. You know, like I was the best interview I've ever seen. Yeah, I was I was very much expecting um, when she asked Poppy like for like she implies like say your last name because she's like Poppy. I was like, please say Chulo. I had to say that, but she didn't. That's a really I oh, and she's immediately giving off like really corny, like fuckboy energy. Where yeah. I'm like, okay, okay, like you're gonna say a bunch of stuff that me as a viewer can go, why would you fall for that? But I'm sure if I was in the room. <laughs> I, it would be different it would be different yeah i think i had this like theory like this weird suspicion here that what they're going for is like the latin lover um stereotype kind of yeah mm. interesting <laughs> like maybe sort of like a casanova type of thing oh yeah. interesting yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting also because they're going to keep contrasting her to shane Oh. who has also a lot of lovers. And it's interesting that they portray the Latina person as someone who pursues women. And Shane is someone who just sits back and they come to her. Yep. It is right. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Because po Poppy is predatory. Is, exactly. is the vibe that we're, we're given. I uh -huh. love, don't you wish you could just be part of those writing oh my rooms? God. 
in which you know someone was like, so what if, okay, hear me out. What <laughs> if, like, the it's it's like Latin lover, but it's a woman. And everyone's like, oh, my God, no one has ever <laughs> seen this. <laughs> we need to get this. Like, you had me at Latin lover. I don't even care. Get it on paper. Write make sure it you down. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. Make sure you yeah. don't cast an actual Latinx person because we don't need them stealing all our jobs. Oh my god! Yeah, it's uh, yeah. So let's put that straight straight to to print. Let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No questions asked. That's in that's in the show now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And her little speech about loving eyes, hair, her no, body, I would. I feel like I I was not gonna even. I didn't even write notes on it because I just sort of started dissociating. I love their voices. I love their eyes, their hair, their curves, their bodies, their laughter, the sadness, the wetness. See, everything about a woman I love. Touching them, feeling their skin against mine, making them feel good. See, I respect them. I respect myself. And, um... And what? They like the way I kiss. I can make a woman come just by kissing her. Oh, God. Yeah, and the... I... I, The bit... Okay. And that was like not that was written by like a straight man, right? Because a straight man, like it's someone's <laughs> last name. Yeah, like straight, straight man, like Leo Straightman. <laughs> Leo Straightman. <laughs> Leo Straightman wrote that because I'm like, come on, if you're a person who has had so much successful, um, you know, relationships, be they romantic or sexual or both, with a lot of queer women, are like how are you saying stupid shit like oh i make people come by kissing them or that shit about i love women because the smell their soft skin and their curves like that is like some corny shit that a hundred percent a man has said to me in my youth like i don't know like i've definitely like i hate oh i hate the way men write queer i mean this is like all of auto straddle so i don't even need to repeat it but this is like men writing queer women characters <laughs> as being mm-hmm. like I just love women for their curves or some stupid shit that, uh, that I think they're beautiful lips. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, like just the scent of a woman. Have you seen that film? Oh God. It's a classic. <laughs> oh, God. I feel it's like, like they watched Don Juan DeMarco starring Johnny Depp. Oh you know, oh you know, the film and oh then they God. just, and then they just <laughs> stuffed it into this person. Oh, oh my God. That's oh so my God. Funny. I, Oh, I forgot about <laughs> me too. Until this moment, until this moment, and then oh god, I don't even. I'm sorry, I won't go off on a tangent. But I oh that movie, oh that movie, <laughs> that movie's so. Oh Jesus! Okay, okay. Like I feel like if anyone in the room was like, "That's a little extra," that someone else was like, "Oh, but in their culture, that's that's how they do it. That's how they talk." And everyone was like, "You're right. That is how they do it in their culture." Like everyone knows. Like, uh, like all Latinx people are like all French people and all Italian people. They're just like, ciao, Bella, and, or whatever they do. 
<laughs> you know, they're just like touching people's faces and saying mm. shit in French or whatever. Everyone's kissing on the mouth to say hello. That's just what this is, guys. Yeah, yeah and yeah. that's even how that's that French hot lady is portrayed. It's just like, <laughs> oh, say that whole French, thing is nuts. <laughs> say some French stuff, touch people on the face too much. Like, that's yeah, enough. These are all like, that's all you need. Touch my face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pre-coronavirus. Touch my face and whisper in a language I don't speak. Yeah, well, that's that great. is that's sex. <laughs> yep, I can Apparently. make a woman come by whispering a language they don't speak in their ear. That's my trick, and then I do a little nibble. <laughs> um, this is also the scene where Alice, for the first time, says, "Yeah, really, Bobby." Yeah. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> yeah, I that was my oh. Alice impression. That was that was perfection. I just thought Raleigh, Raleigh. I think I wrote it down phonetically, like Raleigh, Pappy, <laughs> Raleigh, Pappy, Raleigh. Yeah, that's perfect. God, oh, that's so bad. Oh, it's so and then just the the mismatch of their their confident and their like energy, their confidence uh. and stuff. That is uh, that whole scene of Poppy being like really really sexual, and then the white queer lady being like. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, and it's, I mean, besides all the fucked up racist aspects of this, I really am frustrated that these kind of stereotypes put into people's heads that I am a confident person. <laughs> <laughs> that, like, <laughs> that is good at wooing people. <laughs> because I don't know if you all remember... But there was definitely a time at a camp where someone asked me to walk in the woods and I told her no because there was nacho bar available at lunchtime. God, I love you. Ah. So I don't like the Latin lover stereotype for that reason because I can't, I can't yeah. even pull it You're off. You're like, I'm not carrying this courtship. What you no. saw on TV is not real. You are no. going to be the wooer. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to be the one that goes, what? That- <laughs> Were you talking to me? <laughs> like the what, whole me? time. Me? Really? <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> One thing I did notice also about Poppy is that um, she's very attractive. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Oh, wow. I didn't catch that. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. That was a joke. Easy on the eyes. Has a lot of hats. She oh, my a God. A lot of hats. There, there is a fedora decision near the end, <laughs> which is really upsetting. I feel but, like yeah, the queer sure community is. has been plagued for centuries by <laughs> fedora decisions. <sighs> it has. Just as a community. <sighs> and I, I just hope yeah. that one day we can escape from the tyranny of fedoras. Um, yeah. And the matching vests that unfortunately I don't know that we can, them. but I, I'm hopeful. <laughs> I'm hopeful too. We'll yeah. See. Then we go to some not lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Brooke Mall Madness Mick, the two most Peter boring scene. people alive on a date <laughs> <laughs> yeah <sighs> she's like I talked so much you didn't talk about yourself at all because obviously she doesn't know that Max is trans which is great and then they kiss and it's really noisy and it made my skin crawl <laughs> oh, <yeah>. I <laughs> I won this. All this is so fucked up how it's definitely portrayed that Max is holding a secret. Yep. Oh, uh-huh. Max needs to tell her the truth. And that's yeah. really frustrating um, and transphobic. But yes, I also felt the same about the loud kissing on the boom mic, <laughs> which I was like, no, no, 
And also her line that she says to him. My whole face melted. It was so corny. I couldn't. Oh, uh, I actually died. Let me teach you how to be bad. (laughs) I actually died, became a ghost, (laughs) and had to finish the rest of this episode as a ghost, which was like weird. And you're currently haunting us. (laughs) And I'm actually haunting the Zoom chat right now. That's why the connection keeps freezing. Exactly. I'm sorry. It's actually my fault. And I apologize for that. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. My note on this scene is, OMG, I hate this so much. I don't think I watched it. I looked down at my lap. I couldn't. Oh, I, the best is that is that the scene ends with her dad who is inside flashing the outdoor lights in the house <gasps> on and off a couple times. Like it's like matinees over. Come back to your seats. But like <laughs> but that means he was watching them. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> barf, barf, barf. After setting up his employee with his daughter. I mean, as if oh. that wasn't bad enough. <laughs> He's right. clearly watching them. <laughs> He's like, yeah. all right, honey, time to come inside from your date. Like, uh, uh. and when she said, oh, my God, I feel like I'm 17. I don't know what happens throughout the season, but I started being like, is this some sort of uh, like look into the future that she actually turns out to be 17? <laughs> because the way she said it sounded so like, oh, my gosh, it's like I'm a teenager, which I'm definitely not, which is weird. Yeah, this is like 17 going on 70 secretly. <laughs> She was suddenly in the movie uh, Never Been Kissed. And she was like, I'm definitely a student at this school and I'm not older than you guys. Uh (laughs) But the opposite. It was the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Back to Jenny and Stacy talking about trauma. We'll we'll get to the questions I have, I guess. But I'm just like, what is Stacy actually writing? Is it a review of the book? Is it an interview with Jenny? Is it a profile of Jenny? Which is it? during like no shade to curve it's a great magazine that's been around for a long time supporting the listening community but during the l word every single month they had an l word actress on the cover i feel for like six years yeah pretty much yeah straight or not they were always on the cover also this is a really interesting and meaningful conversation jenny's talking about her childhood sexual trauma how she feels about her parents reactions to it how it has impacted her as an adult. And it's very clear that she feels really comfortable opening up to Stacy, and Stacy is definitely making that space for her to share her experiences. Very Emma for Mia material here, and she's being super real. And later in the episode, of course, we'll see what Stacy does with Jenny's extension of trust to her, which is really fucked up. But um, also a big, big Emmy for Mia for this, for this bit, which I thought was actually pretty well done especially with respect to how it's often been handled in other episodes and so i appreciated that i didn't appreciate the way it turned out but i appreciated the conversation they were having uh in this part of the episode then we go to poppy's limousine (laughs) um (laughs) that's the best sentence ever (laughs) (laughs) i love that poppy is a limo driver you know i love and i love that she has outfitted the limousine like a 16 year old boy <laughs> to turn into a bed. It plays bit. So she has a remote in the back of the limousine that plays music, yeah. turns yeah. the plays, back of the limo into a bed. It plays a pit bull or something <laughs> automatically. That's not pit bull. You can't, you can't fuck to pit bull. It's probably, you like, cannot fuck to <laughs> I don't know that to be a fact. I'm just, that's an opinion. Um, I'm sure it's something else, but, but yeah, I just like the the Latin dance music that starts playing or the yeah. sexy Latino guitar. 
I was expecting like champagne to pop out or like a little <laughs> hand to come out, you know, and be like, and like touch Alice's hair or something. <laughs> Alice, like, again, Poppy is an extremely attractive person. And Alice still at this point is kind of pretending like she's not gonna, like, she's like surprised that Poppy is like going for it. Like, she's like, I think we're moving a little fast. And Poppy is like, no, I'm going to take you places you've never been before. God. Like, I guess East L.A. (laughs) Yeah. I guess the outside of your apartment. (laughs) On the curb. I don't know when they moved the car. I thought they were in that um, by the, you know, alley by the restaurant the whole time. uh. Uh They make love in the car. Um, Alice at first is weird. And then she's having a wonderful time because of Poppy's secret sexual move. Circles. Circles. Yeah. Magic circles. Magic circles. Alice yeah. is over communicating during this. Alice will not encounter. shut the fuck up in this scene. Yeah. It's so <laughs> annoying. <laughs> she says circles are great, Poppy. Um, I don't know, <laughs> 17,000 times. Oh, God. I would start doing triangles just to get her to stop. I just mm. I just want to understand. I mean, I don't want really want to get into this, but like what were what sex was Alice having prior to this scene in her life? Like, I don't know. I'm just like the people don't use circular motions. <laughs> like, what? I don't know. Yeah. This is a little specific no. here, but like, what I was, fuck? <laughs> I, was also, I was also being like, oh, that's all it takes. <laughs> circular motion. That's, this whole time, that's it. I've been flicking just a, a little... light switch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I was doing squares and then that's similar, but it's, it's wrong. I was just drawing out a don't be a square over and over with my, you know, yeah. like Pulp Fiction over and over and hoping it, something something would shake out. Oh, God. So then Kit goes to see Bet at Bet's house. And Kit, Kit's shirt was blinding. I couldn't. It was a lot in my face. Did not love the shirt. But Bet is like working and like really not paying attention to Kit. And Kit is like feeling sad and vulnerable and like having a lot of feelings because she just had a fucking abortion and bet is like super checked out of this conversation and it's what she's being a horrible sibling like what are you doing i feel like she turns around i feel like she turns it around she does but it's still like i don't know she i was disappointed here i don't know why my favorite part of this was um was when kit wants a hug and bet pats her lap and kit sits on her lap for a hug <laughs> she couldn't get out of the fucking chair. I wanted chair. her to like start rocking Kit back and forth, you know. <laughs> I, I, the dialogue was was an interesting choice where oh, it's yeah. just like, I'm sad. I feel like that's how I've described being upset when I was a, a child. <laughs> like I'm sad because he's sad, and if I, he sees me sad, he'll get more sad, and that will make me sad. <laughs> I mean, it's cute, but it was. It was weird to see like a grown adult talk yeah. that way about something, but yeah, yeah. I feel like the meaning behind that was that Dallas Roberts had something else to do that week, and so couldn't he couldn't be, be in the, the episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> also, I think this, as far as I could recall, the only time we ever see Bet wearing a t-shirt, it's a plain old t-shirt. I didn't even catch that. Wow, Incredible. I did. I was like, why? Amazing. She's just wearing a t-shirt. That's so I mean, unlike she has, her. like a cardigan on over it, but like she's always wearing, you know, she needs her big collars to fly. Yeah. Then we go back to the limousine where Alice asks the question on everyone's mind. How do you say I'm done in Spanish? You know, you know what this reminds me of? It's very specific, but yesterday 
I was watching <laughs> Pee Wee Herman episodes or Pee Wee Playhouse with my kid because I was hoping uh-huh. they would like it. And they did. But oh, at one point, um, like Ricardo or whatever was the like the also general Latinx character who's like a soccer player or something comes in. Yeah. To, and Yvonne and Pee Wee have made cheese balls. And Pee Wee says, Ricardo, how do you say cheese balls in Spanish? <laughs> and I mean, and he says it, which, of course, is something really similar, like, you know, like queso de bolas or some shit like that. But but like I was thinking about like. I forgot about that interaction when people just ask you questions and they think it's cute. Like, hey, I want to say something to you, but like, I'm just going to ask you, how do I say this in Spanish? And it's supposed to be like flirtatious and also like, I'm like invested in you and I think you're cool. But yeah, just like uh, how awkward and corny and like yeah. micro aggressive racist it is. <laughs> But and also she probably knows how to say I'm done in Spanish is the other thing. <laughs> like, I think Poppy, to her credit, doesn't tell her. That's true. That's no, true. she doesn't. She's like, you're going to have to look it up. Yeah. Get a fucking book. <laughs> Here we get one of Poppy's rules because Poppy has a lot of rules. Oh. I will say that also. I always said this about myself, so it felt like a weird moment. I was always like, no, that's one of my rules. I don't do breakfast, which was mostly like I just like to wake up in my own bed. I didn't like staying at someone else's house if I had sex with them. I wanted to go home. But ideally, they would just come to my house, you know, and then I wouldn't have to. But um, anyway, so I relate to Poppy here not wanting to do breakfast. That's her rule number one. That's that's clearly an important rule. It's a, yeah, it's, I think that is a good rule. I've had, I've paid for $50 Ubers, so I didn't have to have breakfast with some person <laughs> I met on Tinder, but I, it's, it's a good rule. I do like that. It is again, like such a fuck boy thing for her to say, we like, uh, Poppy has a rule book. That's not what she <laughs> said, but she's essentially yeah. saying Poppy has a rule book yeah. and, um, the rule number one. And I'm always wondering like, are these rules you actually wrote down? Cause I know it's supposed to be like sexy and confident that you're saying that, <laughs> but I want there to be an actual, like, ringed notebook document, you have in your yes. house. Yeah. yeah. It's like <laughs> just a Google sheet. 44.78 is that uh, <laughs> I need a snack. <laughs> that Poppy does not translate Spanish words <laughs> for white girls that ask. That'd be a good, that'd be a good rule. That should be rule number two. Yeah. <laughs> I also like that that scene's supposed to imply that, I don't know that it is, but it feels like it's supposed to imply that Alice figures out what everyone likes about Poppy is that she's really good at sex. <laughs> when <laughs> when it's like, I'm sorry, aren't you like a, re- like, you don't even have to be an investigative reporter to figure out the reason this lady has a lot of sexual partners is because she's physically attractive and probably pretty good at sex. Like... It's- wow i mean what a journalist you know like yeah it's like it's like she's in the she's in a limo with one of the most attractive like women i've ever seen and she's like (laughs) i mean i guess i mean not that she has to have sex with her just because she's attractive but like you know when it starts it's like oh now i get it and it's like did you not get it at her face (laughs) like i don't know yeah just show that a picture of her face to like a hundred queer women and see how many are hot to trot for it and i bet it's going to be a lot of them yeah, yeah like if be. it was quite if, a few if it was like you know? um a zoom chat of everybody yeah. <laughs> and so and then she as the host held up a photo of poppy literally everyone who was looking forward would sit back <laughs> in their chair and go oh you know like i get yeah. it 
Uh-huh. Yeah. Does it just transition from like date, like night to day inside the limo or did I, did I skip a scene? Or I think the impression, the idea is that she's been doing circles all night, all night, all night. Cause now long. it's the next morning. Correct. We see Helena out for a jog and this is outside of Alice's apartment because Helena now lives with Alice and she sees, first she sees the limo a rockin, which was yeah. just <laughs> so ridiculous. And then Alice and her, sex hair just like stumble out into the street and she's just like oh my god hey (laughs) but then the best part is that alice goes and like she turns and looks back and helena who's about to go on a jog is now also talking to bobby which is incredible (laughs) i love that poppy has basically like a a mobile sex tent kind of yeah like poppy travels with a sexual area <laughs> on her at all times a so sexual that she, area <laughs> you know i hope she wipes it down <laughs> and so the implication is that poppy is going to show helena magic circles. circles right magic circles also uh and then also she probably I- has a magic eraser i imagine <laughs> <laughs> and then alice gives us another really really poppy really and then she like slams the newspaper on her hand or something and like flips around and it's like near 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 the music it's like this is a weird moment in this episode because it kind of feels like the episode could have ended here uh-huh but then yeah. it goes on for like a little like many actually a whole other storyline happens like that hasn't even like we get a brand new yeah. storyline that's about to happen in a moment it's it's so much <laughs> can i say real quick i forgot that when alice first got in the limo that when uh poppy started playing the music she said nice beats oh yeah <laughs> i totally missed that too oh god i died <sighs> i just remembered that i thought poppy was gonna be like this mix was made by carmen because <laughs> carmen know, right? is the only dj in la in this right. show yeah well also they hooked up yeah Back in the day. Um, yeah. So I figured. But uh, whatever. Anyway, we go to Shenny's. And Jenny <laughs> is obsessively refreshing Curve's website to wait for her book review or interview. Yeah. First or of all, Curve never, Curve never updated their website. <laughs> yeah. <stop>. No, historically <laughs> never. <laughs> I think they have. They, now they do. But back then it was like, because I wrote a few things for them. And it definitely was not like a we're putting out our late breaking book review type website. <laughs> um, Jenny is hilarious in this scene. I love it. Um, also, part of that is that in the beginning, Max is talking about his date, obviously, and like how he's nervous about it or whatever. And Jenny's like completely checked out. It's just like, oh, yeah, you should just come out at work. And he's like, uh, it's not really the same as it is for you. And she's like, anyway, anyway, I'm I'm waiting for my review. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, my note on that was just that Jenny sucks. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I wrote down. She gets real unhinged in this scene. She starts uh, like reading the review and it's really bad. And it, which is confusing because Stacey did really seem to connect with Jenny in a genuine way. And now Jenny feels betrayed and she starts reading it. And at first she's like, you know, whatever, say la vie. And then she can't hold it in and she screams, fuck! Shay spills milk on Jenny's expensive bag and basically just starts ranting to Shay about <laughs> who again her is book review. eight, right? 
eight. eight. Yeah. Yeah. And still hasn't spoken. No, that's not what happened. What happened is that Stacy Merkins revealed herself to be a true cunt. Hey. Please. And she used her gayness to get me to open up. And the thing is, Shay, I didn't even want to do the fucking second time. Interview. In the first place. I <laughs> can I I really hope that it was queer writers that just put in like so children spill <laughs> that's, <laughs> this that's kid spills so many things like in this he kid is spilling everything he can't keep anything <laughs> upright <laughs> i'm like do eight-year-olds yeah, spill that dairy much product. stuff i feel like maybe like a toddler spills a lot but like does an eight-year-old <laughs> spill that Get much eight. shit <laughs> all right he's a clumsy eight-year-old i guess well, he's a stupid child. <laughs> and the show clearly and hates Sh- him. <laughs> and he should obviously. And Shane is like, Jenny, you have to stop swearing around Shay, basically. And Sh- Jenny cannot stop. She doubles down <laughs> on the swearing. She doubles down. And she's, she's like, like, Shay, Shay thing is- repeat after me. Stacey Merkin's a fucking cunt. Okay, you know what? Stacey Merkin's a fucking cunt. No, you know what? He's not going to say it. Come say it. Say have it. a great day, Jenny. Stacey Merkin's a fucking cunt. <laughs> Which is great parenting. She's like you know, doing air punches. Right and wrong. It's so much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. This is and like so Shane's like, all right, I'm not going to leave Shay with Jenny today. After all, I'm going to take him with me. Um, <laughs> it's this is like not a great environment for a child. There, I said it. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's. I think I'm worried with you. about Shay. That's uh, that's. What I'm, I'm worried about think. Shay too. Also, is no one? Yeah, again, spills a lot. Never speaks. That's alarming to me. I also maybe he's trying to communicate through spilling things. Maybe I still am unclear as to why was the interview with Jenny a separate piece from the book review because those are not the same thing. I think it was like a piece about her and about the book too, like about just feels like she so interviewed her. Weird, right? Am I am I just wrong? It, it looks no, that's like a, it's a for that's definitely like a format that you might. It was like you would interview someone and then you'd write sort of like a feature about them and like the book would be centered in that feature. Okay. But would you trash them that dramatically in it? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, that's no. what I'm... That's like you spend that much time on an interview with someone, you usually write at least a, a moderately kind piece right. at the at the worst, right? Like when, you, when yeah. you do that sort of thing, unless the person is like a horribly, horrible, horrible person. Mm-hmm. We go to California University... Nadia comes all over bet <laughs> and shows her a picture and they're a match made in heaven. Oh God. It's like older man walks up while they're she talking. Call me anything. Yeah. That oh, was so gross. That and then an anvil gross. falls from the sky and crushes him. Also, he said it absolutely loud enough for her to hear. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. He wasn't trying to hide it at all. No. Yeah. Then we go to wax. <laughs> <sighs> that's the wax intro. Shay is skateboarding in his little helmet he's having a great time he does he does look really happy for for a brief moment before it is ruined <laughs> Shane and Shane asked her assistant Marta who's wearing a t-shirt with a belt over the t-shirt oh that was a weird choice I was confused about that <laughs> that sash. was a thing that was a thing in the early <laughs> early aughts and it was yeah. not good it was not a good thing with some flared jeans too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Ugh. Ugh. Shane wants her to get a get him a smoothie, so that he can keep <laughs> in, imbibing. 
Ooh, I, <laughs> I equally I didn't relate and also related to the the phrase of just like, can you get a fucking smoothie? Like, Jesus, is it that hard <laughs> to get a fucking smoothie? It's like, I was like, this is not relatable, but also like extremely relatable. Yeah. <laughs> I was in this scene. I was like, I think Marta's going to get fired. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler yeah, alert. What a weird feeling. <laughs> We go back to California University where Beth is having a meeting with Phyllis. She's we hear her talk about Jody Lerner for the first time, a new visiting artist. Yes. But Phyllis doesn't really want to talk about art. She wants to talk about how uh, she's gay. <laughs> she's a late in life lesbian. So I guess this was the show trying to show the generational queer experience or whatever. I think it was. Yeah, I bet it was Sybil Shepard being like, I'd love to be on the L word. And then being like, ooh, Sybil Shepard. What can we do? What do we her? do with her? Mm, <laughs> late in life lesbian. She is impressed by Bet because Bet lives her life boldly and honestly. And Phyllis is like, how do you do it? Show me how you do it. And she's like, oh, this is like a lifelong process. <laughs> and like Phyllis clearly yeah. wants the answers like today, which I thought uh -huh. was, that was cute. Yeah, you can tell that Phyllis is the kind of woman who's used to kind of getting exactly what she wants from people. Yeah, she's a she doesn't seem prepared for Bet to not be like, here's the lesbians. Yeah. You know, <laughs> here's how you do the lesbians. She's a rich light lady, white lady. She needs to speak to the manager of lesbians. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's what she's trying to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And she has. Do you think that there is a, a viewer of this program who, when she says that she is sure she's a lesbian, is like, God, is everyone in this show gay? Like, do you think there's a person that thought that? There is. There was like, too, there's too many gay people in this show. Another one? Ah. Oh, what are they going to add a straight person? I did not see this coming. <laughs> then we go to the Curve offices. Which, did the did Curve have a Los Angeles office? Uh, absolutely I, not. Why no. am I, why am I? <laughs> I think they were in San Francisco. Uh mm. There is a screen cap from this show that like Heather uses all the time for things like when Jenny's like in your little magazine and Heather will use it and replace little magazine with something else. Anyway, it's funny. Um, but this is also a really funny scene. <laughs> Did you read that little piece of shit review that she wrote about me in your little magazine called Curve? Because actually I got a rave review in Publishers Weekly magazine. Can you just look up my review, please? Just publishersweekly.com Jennifer Schechter Good for you Jennifer but then you shouldn't give a shit what she wrote in this piece of shit magazine well, I do give a shit because I think she should be fired I think she used duplicitous methods to get me to open up Duplicitous? Yes She used her sexual orientation and her gayness to get me to open up and do you know what Merkin means? Jolene? Vagina wig I love that Jenny thought that that review talking about her or interview or whatever was bad. So she's like, this will help. Oh, like, I, I can't, I can't ima imagine any hit piece coming out about me after I go to the office and assault the front desk person. <laughs> right. Like, this is gonna she's go great like totally me. verbally assaulting, emotionally scarring this <laughs> poor girl at the front desk. Who right? Who should also Jenny, the way she's yelling at her, she's like, did you not edit her piece? And I was like, I don't know that she's the editor and the receptionist, <laughs> but also it's like maybe yeah. at curve she was. I was like, you know what? Actually, like at like a lower budget, like a small like indie magazine that actually could be. Right. True. But 
Yeah. But Jenny's looking for Stacy and they're like, she's a freelance writer. Like she doesn't have an office. And I was like, that's honestly very funny. I love that it's that like all of her book reviews are like, she's really like self-indulgent. And then she's like, the thing I need to do to to get people to stop calling me self-indulgent is to show up at the office of the magazine and scream about myself. Right. And like demand that the front desk person looks at my positive review. I oh thought that was when things that she went that with her. Yeah. Like She's I was like, publishersweekly.com. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this has suddenly gone to a turn that I'm concerned of if she's okay. <laughs> like, this isn't funny. I'm like, are you like, should we call someone? Yeah. Because, totally. I, because I'm like, that's such a bizarre thing to say when she's like, look at it. Look at the review. Look at my positive review. I'm legit. <laughs> yeah. so Do you know who sad. I am? <laughs> so, and then she brings up the Merkin thing. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> so what God. a classic television moment. Her last yeah, name mm-hmm. means vagina wig. Wow, Jenny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How mm-hmm. Jenny should have been arrested. Honestly, they should have had her hauled <laughs> yeah. out of there. Call. You know what? Call the cops, yeah. on Jenny. That's I know why. I mean, is in all white fantasies there are no police. That's what I assume. <laughs> because I also there were no cops that picked up uh, Shane. Yeah. So, what the hell? So and and apparently her friend didn't her whoever's car it was didn't feel the need. To, well, I, I understand probably why she didn't call. The well, police, when but. they were protesting outside of provocations, which was a protest led by a woman of color, because remember Candace, like yeah, that the cops showed up then. Oh well, oh <laughs> naturally. <laughs> uh. Then we go back to wax. Honestly, the most wax thing they ever did was have Rebel Girl playing in this scene. <laughs> yeah, I was like, finally a good song. Uh, I know. Guess what? Shay spills a milkshake. <laughs> Shay Thank God, is, I know. He have, like, he's just butter fingers. <laughs> um, so yeah, Shay spills his milkshake and Shane is like, just like, all the employees are like so irritated with <laughs> Shay and with Shane. Um, and then sh- Shane, I noticed like Shane is really pulling out a mop, like a mop and a bucket. I thought the milkshake spilled on the counter. Are you going to mop it? Yeah. Just get like, a paper towel. Get a rag. Like, what are you doing? She's being so extra. She's got the whole, like a big old mop, like something like a Swiffer. She's got like the janitor cart mop out there. Like she's right. going to fucking mop. This is someone who's never cleaned a spill before in her life. Which it feels like was really manipulative because she's like, Shay, it's okay. Everything's fine. And then she's like, all get red and wet, hot American summer when he's just, just like, <laughs> picking up the mess. That's like literally it. That's so funny. And I like that the employees are like, God, there's this fucking kid here. And I'm like, there is a skateboarding ramp <laughs> right next to the are you serious? target audience. That's like yeah. building. That's like they put like swings in a like a jungle gym in there. And then like, yeah. like they were kids and they were pissed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like what don't do you not know the skate park is full of cool misfits spill shakes? <laughs> you know, Man, they're, they're all, all about, clumsy. Yeah, they're all oh, grinding rails. Steel shakes. It's sick shakes. moves, grinding rails, spilling shakes. <laughs> that's, wax is, that's the wax tagline. That's if they start doing rock, yeah. outdoor advertisement, like a bullboard that says wax. Yeah. And then it would say that underneath it. It's perfect. <laughs> Um, and then Marta gets fired, so, and she goes again, which is <laughs> honestly. And Shay, Shay runs away. Oh yeah, right. Shay Shay runs away. That's the point of this. 
<laughs> this is like when I passed out at Dinah Shore and was so embarrassed that when I woke up, I tried to run away from everyone. <laughs> but then I passed out again. Oh, fuck. Mm. Then we go to the streets of actual Los Angeles, California. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're because they're by this restaurant, Toast. Yeah, which I is saw on in the West background. Third Street. Hey, yeah. So they're a little bit south of the Grove. Yep. Um, Shane says, so they're on, they're going to find Shay and Shane says that Shay could be wandering around Robertson, which is a very long road. Um, also they're on third, which is, I mean, uh, whatever. (laughs) I'm not going to get into like the, the, the like cartography of this, but like, (laughs) I think don't, doesn't Alice volunteer to check out the Beverly center? Yeah, which is nearby. Everyone goes into like very boring, excruciating detail about where every single one of them are going to go look for him, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was not necessary for this scene. <laughs> Jenny and Max are going to go to the skate park. So everyone's like paired with their exes, like Alice and <laughs> Bet, Jenny and Max. <laughs> you know, that's the best way <laughs> to do a search there. party. Yeah. <laughs> and doesn't, don't, don't, is it Jenny and Max who are like, just go up to another white kid and like, <laughs> have you seen a, a, a Nine white old. kid who's got like brown hair, blue eyes. <laughs> like, and the kid's like, nah, man, I haven't <laughs> seen him. Sorry. And like that, yeah. that was their that was the extent of their looking for the missing child. Yeah. yeah. Do people notice what I it's fine. I would not know Shay's eye color at that point. Oh no. Having met him one time. Mm-mm. I barely remember my friend's eye colors. I wouldn't have been able to like relate what he was wearing or recount yeah. it like what, the, oh, what definitely not kind of jacket he was wearing or something i don't know it's like i don't know he's probably covered in milkshake <laughs> <laughs> look for a kid who's like spilling something it smells like dairy <laughs> he's like running down the street and just spilling people's drinks off their tables their outdoor tables yeah. do not give that kid a bubble tea <laughs> yeah. it turns out that shay is in a truck <laughs> Oh my god. I love that they don't show man. how this happened. Can we talk about the fur I mean, I don't know if this is a trope of other kinds of television or cinema in which you are faked out into believing a child is about to be yes. molested. Yes. <laughs> that was like, crazy. Absolutely. <laughs> like what is this how we're building um we're building tension in a scene is uh-huh. that this kid is about to be assaulted and uh-huh. it may or may not be shown that's like, what happened and then it's like a uh, plot twist doesn't happen <laughs> chill out <laughs> like, no he literally says you know what happens to 10 year old boys that uh-huh. run away don't you uh-huh. and then he picks shay up throws him over his shoulder right like a dead body and carries him many choices were abandoned parking lot where then by some measure of some magic shane arrives to hand to hand off the boy and he says it's lucky that it was me who picked you up and not some wacko which is basically this show's version of I'm not a regular truck driver, I'm a cool truck driver, which <laughs> yeah. is very disturbing. Or was he about to take him inside of a porta potty and Shane just happened to pull up and then he was like, oh, uh, good thing you're here. Uh, I was going to call you. <laughs> like, oh, it's so bad. I don't get it. Also, how did Shane find him? Like, <laughs> I guess they called, I guess because he, he was like Miss McCutcheon. 
Yeah, that's why I was like, is it CB radio? Did did she have someone get on there, get on the horn? <laughs> or what do they say? Like, yeah. attention <laughs> all truckers. Uh, there's yeah, a kid. I bet they did. <laughs> they got right on that horn. Right on the horn that goes to all and trucks. Kate- <laughs> Shane tells Shay that um, calling all trucks, call, calling all trucks, calling all missing trucks, child, trucks, and all the truck a... drivers, all the murder truck drivers, like hmm? there's a child on the loose. <laughs> so uh, then we go to the basketball courts where Bat and Alice, sitting still on a bench, are like, oh, I guess we're never going to find him. <laughs> yeah, they seem really at peace with it. <laughs> they did. They seem to be really be looking hard. They were like, you Oh know? well, we they tried. Guess we're never gonna find him. <laughs> it's like, I, of course not. You're just sitting still. That's not how you find people. You get in a truck, get in a big old truck, and drive around. That's how you find a person. Jesus Christ. Maybe they're, they're like, ground. they're like Shane, and they're like, things just come to me. I don't yeah. have to look. I mean, yes, true. This, this kid will find me. I also, I like the reaction to the phone call that he's found. Yeah, which is just like, oh, that's good. like they're literally having a conversation. Like, yeah, totally. What was that? Oh, that's great. <laughs> like, that's like, it's like you heard your friend got a new job. Like, yeah. that's the reaction. Oh, cool. <laughs> oh awesome. Yeah, Good for neat. you. You you deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> like, love that journey for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And then this episode and the scene ends with while they're sitting in the park, they realize they see Helena getting out of a limo oh that's God. parked in the park. Was it? I thought it was a bush for some Wait, reason. No, she comes out of a bush. They're like, yeah, what's in the bushes? Wait, and I've been okay. reading this like, dystopian on. novel. So I was like, oh my God, it's the bear who's going to eat all the children. <laughs> but it wasn't the bear. <laughs> it was Poppy and Helena coming out of a bush. Oh, they're not even trying to be subtle. No, <laughs> they're really not. <laughs> that was incredible. And I wonder why they left the limo. Now I'm wondering... What happened yeah, wait, the where's limo? the limo? Yeah. Is it okay? <laughs> I don't think you can fuck inside a bush, though. You know, that was confusing to me. A lot of branches. Yeah. A lot I don't, of branches. Like, unless you pat it down first, but yeah. why would you go through that? Uh-huh. <laughs> why would you? I don't know. Especially when you had Maybe your they... sex limo ready at, <laughs> yeah. with you at all times. I don't Reportable understand. sex palace. Yeah. <laughs> it makes no sense no maybe after like they got out of the limo and helena was like so weak in her knees from the circles that had rocked her world all night that she fell into a bush <laughs> and poppy and had to rescue, had to rescue her. her yeah you're right that's yeah. probably what it was <laughs> helena invites her home i believe and then we learn poppy's rule number two which i guess i don't know maybe it comes up a lot uh which is never go home with the girl whose roommate you popped that same morning. Popped. Okay. I also like that. Maybe that's why. Maybe Helena was like, oh, we can't fuck in the limo. You fucked my roommate in this limo. Mm. That would be uh, weird. That'd be weird. <laughs> that would be weird. Yeah. That would be weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where I draw the line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rule number three. I don't want to be rolling around in Alice's cum. <laughs> yeah. That's just a little much for me right now. <laughs> we go in this bush. Oh, yeah. Great. <laughs> that's oh, so funny. Well, that's the episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure is. We Two did it. Two thumbs up. 
my feeling about the episode was that it was not good. <laughs> I don't think. A lot of it was cringy, like really cringy. The only parts where I felt legitimately entertained was when Jenny was being psycho. <laughs> that was fun. I got out of this episode what I thought I would based on the title. <laughs> Because you did live a, a crazy life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I felt, um, God, how many things were called live in La Vida Loca around this time <laughs> period too, because of Ricky Martin, we can blame him. But cause also, cause I'm pretty sure Pam Tillis country superstar also had a song about live in La Vida Loca that never caused as much of a stir. But anyways, <laughs> I, that, do you remember the live in La Vida Loca music video? too which i felt like yeah. was a lot of like ribbed like long sleeve shirts and burnt orange colors and checkerboard and pinstripes so i felt like that was true here in this in this kind of fashion that's happening but i really is it like would this episode be called this if there was not a spanish speaking character no <laughs> no <laughs> Um, so is it really about them living a quote unquote crazy life or is it like, oh my gosh, so they're like hanging out with this. I think she's Mexican. She could be Puerto Rican. We're not really sure. And it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, so I'm not really, that's, they, that's yeah, weird. They needed, it was the only Spanish phrase that they knew and they had to title <laughs> it something that started with an L and they're like, oh my God, you know, is every episode start with an L? Yeah. <gasps> Wow. For the for years, every episode? Yep. Oh, that's clever. And the new series is doing it too. Wow. Some of them are really bad. Especially this this season we get some very bizarre ones. What's like one of the Lexington, worst ones? Lexington and Concord. <laughs> Lacey Lilting Lyrics is one of them. Oh. Um oh. Little Boy Blue. <laughs> oh. Last last year we had um, lead follower get out of the way. What? Nothing to do with the episode. The one is called obviously Labia Majora. <laughs> oh Lord, that's good. Yeah, I feel very blessed to be able to be on this episode, and I also feel like it's a good uh, mix of uh, my name is L. It's called the L word. I know it's not about me. Um, <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Elle, thank you so much for being with us this week. This yes. was a delight. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. It was good to see you all. I haven't seen you in so long. Yeah, it was I good was, to see you too. Yeah, yeah. Robin and I were trying Very to figure good. out how long it's been since we've seen you, and it's been several years. It yeah. has. It has, yeah. and I'm sad. So is, I know, me too, but this was really, really wonderful. Yeah. Um, tell people where they can find you, and if you have anything you want to plug, etc. Um. I, well, I have a website if you want to look up. I mean, obviously, I don't have any upcoming shows at the moment. Yeah. Does, and I get it. Um, but um, you can look up, you know, if you want to like my Facebook page or something. It's under L Sanchez. L like the in Spanish, E-L. Um, and my website is actually under my birth name. Um, so it's aliciasanchez.com. That's harder to spell. It's E-L-I-C-I-A. Um, <laughs> but there's not, I mean, if you want to look at photos and old videos and stuff there. Um that's not I'm not doing a good job of promoting myself um <laughs> but there's like but I, I'm, I'm gonna post some new videos on it but um 
also I have a podcast if you want to listen to it it's called how bad could it be it's with me and my partner Josh who uh is the father of my child and my partner in love and <laughs> and uh quarantine and my partner uh, in love and quarantine <laughs> yeah this is and, where we live now yeah <laughs> And uh, we've had a podcast for the last couple of years, although we don't do it as often as, as we should, then that's 100% my fault. But um, now we're doing it more, obviously. But uh, the premise is that we would do or read or watch or something that is we would consider bad or is generally considered bad. And then we talk about it. So we've like listened to a whole Nickelback album that was really upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we went we went to church together that was really weird there's oh, an episode wow. of that because he grew up in a religious family and my family is like hardcore atheists so I went to church with his family and it was really interesting so there's like episodes like that obviously most of them now are stuff that we're watching um yeah but so we're probably gonna uh watch that goop series on Netflix oh, shit. yeah yeah. <sighs> yeah we've been we've been watching every season of The Apprentice since quarantine wow. started oh wow oh my yeah. god that's yeah yikes so anyway if you want to watch that it's called how bad could it be um and nice. that's on a lot of different things you find podcasts on so you can find that do you have any socials that you want people oh to? yeah sure uh on twitter i think it's l underscore <laughs> sancho via i believe mm -hmm. i'm so bad at twitter i lose every time i do a show i get like 20 new followers and then I slowly lose them throughout the week because I never tweet <laughs> I never tweet anything interesting um, and I think it's I'm under El Sancho V on Instagram too um, yeah uh, you can follow this podcast at to Ellen Beck you can follow Autostraddle at Autostraddle you can follow Reese at Autowin you can follow me at Carlytron uh, we've got merch at store.autostraddle.com uh, we've got a hotline you can leave us a message 971-217-6130 uh, you also could email us to ellenbackcast at gmail.com. Our, our theme song is by the wonderful Beast Edwell. Our logo is by Kara Sykes. And production and editing of this podcast is by Lauren Klein. All right. Uh, L word, L word, L word, L word. Oh, so L, we count to three and then we all say an L word at the same time. Oh, okay. Sorry. So you have to think of one. Oh, say an L word. Oh, I yeah. was okay. Um, okay, got it. Okay, you ready, Carly? Okay. Okay. One, two, three. Long trucking. <laughs> wait, wait, Reese, what was yours? Uh, long haul trucking. Uh, L, yeah. what was yours? Locks. <laughs> like, wait. like bagel with locks? Like bagel. bagel with locks or plural of thing that holds stuff shut? No, like, no, like the salmon. <laughs> awesome. Uh, mine was lazy, I think. I already forgot. Wow. It was 30 wow. seconds ago. I forgot already. I think it was lazy and that, that seems perfect. Well, Love it. thank you everyone for listening. We will be back soon with more. And again, Elle, thank you so much for being our thank very special guest. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it too. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, bye. Circles, everybody. Bye. Laughing, moving, fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way. It's the way. <laughs>